0: Welcome to The Tap, presented by SB Studios. In this episode, we sat down with artist and photographer David Abrahams, currently a resident of the Alexander McQueen Zara Foundation, shortlisted by the BJP International Photography Awards in 2018. He's represented by East Photographic Agency, and we think he's doing some really interesting and exciting work, with a very unique approach to image making and creativity, which we discuss here in our very first episode. Hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: David, welcome. <laughs> you right.
2: Yeah, good, man. <laughs>
1: um, all right, so a bit of a background. Mm. Who are you? Where have you come from?
2: Yeah, Leeds lad. Who am I? I don't know. Good question. Identity. <laughs> I, I, dun dun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <the> age-old identity <laughs> question. Um... I'm actually just a really dyslexic kid that got into <laughs> art, basically. Classic, classic photographer story, like... Love that. couldn't Couldn't spell very well, so did art. Just actually, just really pursued it because f- wasn't very good at other stuff, so... It was kind of almost the point of uh, quite limiting in some respects, but... Um, yeah, I have always done it, and I've always I've painted, and I draw, and I do all sorts. So um, photography has just been the one that's kind of stuck around for longer. So I've just kind of pursued and pursued and pursued it. I actually feel, though, that with being dyslexic, um, because it's kind of been something where it's channeled me so much, I kind of look at other people and they've all had like transient skills, and they were always very good at so many other things. Where actually because I wasn't, it really just focused my attention down Mm. into something that um, has led me to a job.
1: Yeah, yeah. So how how old were you when you started going more into the the right hand brain side of?
2: Well, it's uh, from birth, (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah, it's genetic. Uh, My brother and my sister and my dad are all dyslexic. And yeah, it's it was known from quite an early age, Um, and just yeah, I've always done art, I've always drawn, I've always kind of, I remember inheriting a couple of cameras off my grandfather when I was like thirteen, and just being sort of obsessed with this box that clicked. It's like the first insight with hands-on. Wow, what the hell does this do? Yeah, but I've always learned from like playing with stuff. or like watching someone. So I've always just kind of done that. And my dad has always painted, and my auntie's a painter, and uh, she was married to a sculptor. Um, and, yeah, so there's that's been kind of in my family as well, just kind of always been around it. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess photography for me was always just something that was bit quicker than drawing <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or painting. Um, had a bit more of immediacy about it. Okay. Um,
1: but, yeah. And did you, um, like, when did you realise that it could be, like, a profession? Like, this kind of, like, these ideas that you had yeah, to, sort to make know. things, and that could actually be mm. your living?
2: Yeah, I think, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, in some respects, I guess the... There's always money in photography. There's always been that kind of prestige and sort of wealth in it that's kind of... And maybe that was a, an alluring factor because being around uh, artists, you know... Although my family have always done quite well out of art, but, you know, it's like, don't be an artist, don't be a painter. It's hard, you know, you'll, you'll struggle never earn forever. Any money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there's that whole saying, isn't there, about being a starving artist and, you know, so maybe in some respects I was like... You know, photography, at least, you can kind of navigate towards some sort of money. And then, you know, there's some photographers out there earning hundreds of thousand pounds a day, you know. Yes. It's a lot of a lot of cash, you know. It's not 100%. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, just kind of maybe, I guess I didn't really do it for the money, but, you know, it certainly helps. No, but it is a, <laughs> <laughs> it is a
0: beautiful moment when you can realise that even though these other skills and the stuff you've tried... And not necessarily enjoy it. That there is one medium that can actually have some mm. financial benefit yeah. whilst creating things that you, you support enjoy yourself doing. from it. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, yeah, I remember being in the dark room and mm. developing, having a real good time, and then, but never really thinking like, how am I gonna have mm. a living out of this? How am I gonna no. be an adult taking mm. pictures?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I've always I've just grafted my bollocks off to yeah. be honest. Mm. Quite frank, like before i met you uh we were well i was in newcastle after straight after uni um doing e for a little company um in jasmine and uh it was like at one point i was in a sort of renovated bedroom that was an office it was like tiny that and we had like one softbox and one tiny little what do you call those cameras that are like not even an slr they're not compact they're like a, a bridge between the two and the they're any anyway they're really oh, weird yeah. and um they got me a softbox and then they didn't want to buy the most expensive one so we just like literally taped this softbox to a light and it melted and <laughs> then like half an hour later i broke the camera and uh but they were like, you know, we've seen some of the stuff, like, invest. And nine months later, they had a whole studio and stuff. And, yeah, I've just kind of always done stuff and just kept on learning. Yeah, and, it's a
0: troll by learning. I mean, if you haven't melted <laughs> anything on a light, are you even a photographer <laughs> yeah. at some stage? You know what I mean? Like yeah. We've all been through building blocks to learning and education in the, in the field. But so that would you say that kind of shaped the way you approach your shooting now? Is it still a case of kind of modding this and adding this to light and
2: well no I think it was always like means to an end you know it was like full-time work at one point I nearly stayed in Newcastle I nearly took a loan out for uh, 1500 quid to buy a Ford Capri and I thought you know it's a privileged job I'm a photographer I'm got you know I'm on 12,000 pounds a year this is this is pretty good this could go somewhere but no it was always a bit of a means to an end I then moved to London and did a similar sort of stuff for other online shops. And it was always like, what can I get out of this? Like, okay, they've got a studio I can use at weekends. So I did that and it was always like, right, okay. And then I was like shooting at weekends and then retouching like at work in between shots and stuff. And it was all, you know, it was always like means to an end to kind of get out of full-time work to then become freelance. And then, you know, I've done a lot of still life and I love doing still life Um, but I didn't intend to do as much. It was always a bit of a means to an end just to sort of show that I can do stuff, I can be creative, I can have briefs. And and then I started doing that and then actually then went down this very commercial route uh, for quite a while doing kind of quite clean and quite um, sort of well-lit stuff in the studio. Then started shooting for like Elle and Marie Claire and ES and kind of did quite a nice clean sort of fashion still life thing and then completely changed my portfolio this is probably like three years ago and I kind of got to a point where a bit of a crossroads being like okay I'm now earning money but do I actually like what I'm doing uh and I was sort of I've always really liked the sort of being a fashion magazine maybe magazines like another it's always got this sort of more interesting narratives or yeah. has, like, a bit more playful of of all sorts of different cultural whatever, you know. It's not necessarily straight down the line like a glossy magazine. Um, and I was like, that's who I want to shoot for. That's okay. what I want to do. Um, and then so I started to interpret, like, briefs more. And, and I think that's where I really started throwing the rules out the window and kind of... Right thinking how, you know, how can I make my own processes? How can I, you know, and I, because I didn't really assist that much. I assisted like Nick Knight five days and Mel Bless once and Matt Owen once. I kind of like, it was always just playing. I was always used to just play and learn from playing and, you know, like learning a process and kind of being stuck in my own room with, you know, only a limited amount of kit. So how can you make certain stuff look like, other stuff yeah yeah um but yeah it was I guess in some respects it's always been that kind of journey of idolizing photographers and kind of going how are they doing this how can I do this and you learn it and you kind of go well I've sort of learned that now I'd move on a bit and you know and you kind of always well I've always kind of shifted around and learned lots of different stuff like when I was 13, when I first picked up that camera, I was obsessed with Martin Parr, you know. learnt street photography and, like, landscapes and that kind of funny wit of, like, English wit. And yeah, Martin Fat bums on beaches yeah, and that. stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's amazing, yeah, I love it. How to sit Still back
0: do. and observe without kind of being too snaring. I yeah. think he's
2: got that down to a T. Absolutely nailed There's it. another guy, Tom Wood. I actually found out recently that uh, it's one of my friend's, friend's dad, I was like holy, f- <laughs> <laughs> it's your dad? Like, wow. But he does a similar sort of work. It's very funny. It's very sort of like English wit of, you know, grannies on buses and yeah. it's great. No. But yeah, I've always tried to emulate other photographers and it's only really recently where I've sort of stopped. I actually try not to look at photography. Um, there are a few people that I really like, but small elements of their work is what I like. But I yeah, just generally try to see what's in front of you, and especially with still life, it's like everything can be beautiful if you're just kind of ready to play with it, you know percent. Um, and yeah, like usually a dead branch of some sort is <laughs> is gonna be the the thing that's that <laughs> fire so sadly <laughs> like the
0: latter stages kind of of your career that really it's starting to be less of a means to end the process. It's yeah. more about the enjoyment and the experimentation and <clears throat> yeah. stuff like that. So Dead Branch is like, where does the inspiration come from behind the darker images and the kind of worlds that you create? Cause it's kind mm. of said that your work really puts, it's kind of got a real feeling about it. Some of mm. it is quite dark, it's quite muted mm. and you create these kind of beautiful landscapes. There's, I mean, what inspires that? Where does that come from? That element of it?
2: Oh, God. Uh, yeah, well, it sort of does, doesn't it? Because it's... Um, yeah, I guess I guess it's sort of... A lot of it now is not... You know, I used to flex the briefs. It was always like, can you shoot this celebrity in this way? And I was like, well, yeah, I'll have a go at it, you know, and and then would. And, and then I didn't really have much of a language. I didn't really have much of a style at that point. I was just massively learning... And now it's more of like, well, fuck it. Like, you know, what do I like? What do I? You know, I've always been sort of interested in the sort of the darker, weird of Victorian esque, or the the scrolls, the kind of um, you know the heritage and yes. the the sort of you know the crumbly old buildings and covered in dust, or you know the withering old man's house at the end of the street you know it's oh, always yes. been that kind yeah. of thing um, I guess as well like there's always been a bit of a rebellion in me like I don't want to make this nice like I don't particularly care if it's not pretty you know like what is pretty anyway you know it's like for me it's always that thing that's had a bit more of a story you know the thing that's been through a lot of stuff that's kind Of then encapsulated something that's you know withered and died. You it's know, it's
0: funny you say that because I think elegance and beauty is one of the words I hear thrown around in relation to your work, mm. and for you to say that you're looking and not that is quite interesting. Well, yeah, I know. mean, I
2: guess that's the sort of starting point. Um, I guess there's always a bit of a relatively commercial aspect of like okay, you got to give 10% away of make it sort of pretty, you know. Don't pick, like, a dying animal. You know, yeah. pick a beautiful dying <laughs> flower, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, really into... Can I borrow that
0: old dusty phone you have? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so I guess there's, yeah, I guess there's, like, an element of um, kind of making sure that people will like it as well, you know. It's not It's not all me, you know, it's yeah. not all... It's certain, you know, When I, as well, when I get certain briefs from magazines, it's like, well, you kind of got to take into consideration what they would actually want, you know, what kind yeah. of... And it's not that I don't want that either. I'd rather just my images were successful in whatever platform, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and whilst retaining my kind of integrity... Um, and yeah, it's quite a tricky thing to do. That I think it's quite a. It's getting easier as more and pe- more and more people sort of know about my work and have seen my work, because then it's like, oh, do that again. You know, it's like yeah. an artist that's recorded yeah. an album. It's like go and repeat the album, like, that live, album like live again over and, and over again, again and know? again. <laughs> yeah, and I'm willing to kind of go back to the studio and play and sort of adapt something new and do that again you know for the next however many years but yeah it's always that kind of I guess it's a personal thing of like what do I like what do I want to show and I particularly don't care for the sort of fake um sort of pretty facades that people kind of carry around I would rather be in a conversation with someone where you find out about them and yeah. their inner thoughts about such and such and of you course, know,
0: it comes down like the authenticity of the situation and especially in this new brave digital world where you can see everything and everything's polished and beautiful and here now and all these kind of things it's kind of taking it back to that real element for you i guess isn't it mm-hmm. in the process
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's yeah definitely i think it's i think as well like a lot of the still life stuff like there was a whole shift in the industry a few years ago and um sort of felt like still life was never really something that people would like to admit that they did you know i always hear people like oh wow you're a still life photographer like you're so normal, though. You know, you're not weird. You're not like, <laughs> you have conversations. And it's I was like, what? Say, like, you're really what normal. It's normal. So weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you on about? It's like, but yeah, there were a lot of, a lot. there was a big trend of still life photographers that sort were of very pernickety and very anal about how it's got to, you know, it's, this has got to be an inch away from this. And oh, this has now got to be an inch. And I did a lot of it and I was just bored. So I guess there's an, yeah, that kind of thing of, you know, I'll whack the table with a, dead branch and leave the scattering of stuff and set design is like, Whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> right? ah, he's gone I'm like, bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, get some powder paint out. Like this is too clean. Like let's mess it up a bit. Like, you know, let's not be so um, yeah. Yeah. forced or you know, it's uh but again, I guess that's more of a process that I've kind of learned. Like you don't need to worry too much about its layout or whatever. You don't need to pre plan stuff too much. Just Bring all the stuff Let that you go. like, and we'll make yeah. something beautiful. Rather yeah. than, you know, so you're creative. So just be creative. Don't like get congested with all of these sort of creative thoughts. Yeah, we've got to. You know, everyone feels they have to pre-plan stuff quite a lot, and it's
1: so. How, so, like, so the ideas do they, when you when you think when you get a brief through, is it something that you maybe think you have a pre, pre sort of conceived concept or project the thought of and you thought this will fit that or is it something that you think of square one briefs come through
2: yeah i I guess it sort of depends um because like obviously my fashion work is quite a lot different to my still life work just obviously one's random and random objects and one's a person uh and then i do landscapes and sort of documentary and stuff like that so it's it's quite tricky to answer that um i guess generally now I feel like like I've kind of got a sort of style and I'm sort of referencing myself now. I'm not particularly referencing other photographers or, you know, I used to be really worried about, you know, but my work's not like that person's. I really want to be like that person. And, oh, like, oh, like, what do I do? Like, I don't know. Let's just emulate the shoot that was in British Vogue or, like, let's try and do something that's similar to that. And I think that's a really bad, quite toxic place to be in for, as sure. an artist. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to kind of go out on a limb. You know, you've kind of got to do your thing. Yes, yeah, sure. 100%. But, totally. uh, you know, it's sort of quite tricky to do that because you're not necessarily going to get any paid jobs because of it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've yeah. got to do it for a long time. You've got to keep going on that thing until people believe in you, you know, and that's yeah. that's actually quite a hard mental game to play with yourself and... You know, especially if you've got, you know, rent looming every month and, yeah, yeah. you know. But that's why a lot of photographers or artists do the commercial job on the side that they don't show anyone. And it's yeah, yeah. like, and that's, you know, I feel like it's a, sort of a bit of a shame when people can't be like, oh, I've got a style and it can also work as a kind of relatively commercial thing mm. or not, and I, you know. Yeah. I feel like it, some, some if you're your going to do something. something do it on all It's yeah. Like is, is a really nice color palette to them. Mm.
1: That's something that you've got complete control over, whether yeah. it's whatever the content is, you've got yeah. a really nice thread that runs through your work yeah. in your colors. Mm. So is but that
2: so, so, well that th- I think that was one of the things that I actually did plan in in a way. Mm. Um you know when I was kind of asking myself what what do I like? I was like, well okay, like I really like like Mustards pointing at my top right now, <laughs> navy, the, the trousers I'm wearing right now, um, you know, and maroons and things like this. And so I kind of started thinking, well, if I can't quite get it in, maybe I could put it as a coloured border around the image and kind of keep, keep a sort of flowing uh, sense technique throughout all of them, you know, and then something becomes slightly recognisable. And then actually I thought, well, if because I was getting briefs for still life jobs and it was always like here's loads of random objects like make it work you know like, well they don't work but if I shoot them on the same table and I shoot them with the same white backdrop and I shoot them in the same light then the consistency will start coming mm. and so then yeah the thing that becomes recognizable or the thread is actually just the stuff or the situation that it's always in like every object is always very different but the there is a kind of linkage throughout the whole thing but then equally I do I'll treat the images and I'll treat the colors and stuff in a way on the landscapes as I do on my still life as I do on my model so it kind of becomes a similar sort of thing where I I guess I could never understand photographers that would always do the same shoot over and over and over again Mm -hmm. because it was like then became a house style and it was like you knew exactly what I could never get on the, I don't understand why people would want to shoot the same thing over and over again. But I am now doing a similar sort of thing, but this, it's the, the treatment that I do and the color palettes I'll use are similar, but the content is always different. So if it's a landscape or a portrait or, a,
1: you know, yeah. the linkage <laughs> yeah. still
2: works because it's, yeah.
1: And so how does like, so Got that got that kind of current viewing platform of the digital world. So you t- traditionally like, you know, an analog format. How do you combat that using sort of digital,
2: digital processes? Um, well, so this is it. Um, I've always shot digital. Uh, dun, a lot dun, of people. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun. <laughs> the dirty <laughs> word spoken by digital. digital. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm self-sufficient. I've uh, I've made, you know, I've done it by myself sort of thing. I've never had any money given to me, so (laughs) I always had to... I always had to... You know, I took a loan out for like two and a half grand and bought a D800 and, well, it was probably a bit more than that, and bought two Crom heads and sort of winged it from there. and um, So actually, uh, yeah, there's a whole industry of people um, shooting film, and it was always... You know, really, really beautiful. And I, yeah, again, I guess I was always like, "Fuck, how the fuck did it
0: no, do, no,
2: do I do this?" But now I do shoot film. I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. yeah, I can afford the six hundred quid. I just put on yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. Well, then you the studio on top, and then yeah, everything's it's a bit, bit nuts. But that's what the agency's for. They, uh they um, get me the jobs that can. And balance those projects out, but yeah, I I've always looked at film and the colorings and being very studious, I guess. From and being very pragmatic of like, why people, why aren't people booking me? Why um, you know, what mm-hmm. what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Well, the stuff I'm putting out isn't showing that. So shoot it again. Do another project. Do another project. Like this isn't working. Do another project. And actually, digital. People really poo poo it and people really sort of look down on it because it's so immediate. But this is such an amazing feedback loop. You can see it right there and then, and you can look at it and go, why is it not looking the same as something else? Where with film, um, it's very beautiful, but that's a two or three day period before that comes back. And we live in a such a fast world now that I wouldn't be able to. I just wouldn't just, be doing yeah, what I'm doing now if I mad. didn't start off on digital. Like, you know, I one of the big projects that I did um, to start off with was uh, a trip to Morocco, and I shot thousands of images, and and the project was huge. It was an amazing project, uh, but I was then able to edit it in so many different ways for practically for free. Um, one of the edits got me on the New Yorker's Instagram takeover, which then completely was like a gear change in, in so when you know, my to ramp career. Up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have done that if I shot it on film.
0: No, slight segue. I want to talk about Instagram actually, and I think this is a good kind of opportunity to step in. Um, do you think social media has helped boost? the imaging industry or or the creative industry in general would you say that it's something that has helped get the work seen or do you think it's a hindrance to certain aspects to it or just how do you feel about social media in general Um,
2: yeah good question uh because it's a devil and a curse and it's like you know it's the sort of shining light on everything but the thing that's probably going to give everyone depression and anxieties you know it's it's uh Every meeting I've had, people are like, "Oh my god, I've been following you on Instagram for so long. Like, I'm finally being able to work with you." I'm like, "What?" I'm sitting there like at home, like crying because <laughs> yeah, like no one's, no yet. one's giving me jobs, <laughs> <laughs> and then like working now working with like world class editors and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we've been following you on Instagram." I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Why did <don't> you call <laughs> me earlier? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's a great platform. I mean, Instagram, really. I don't. I don't particularly, you know, use sort of Facebook for family, and I've never used Twitter because that's text. Um, so yeah, Instagram. It's a really good, uh, yeah, it's a really good platform for people to show you work. I'm certainly not the guy to have selfies and um, much personal stuff on there. If I feel like it's quite relevant to work, or if I'm in an exhibition or something that's quite cool or something, I'll, that's kind of when I use stories. Okay. Sure, I've probably done a few on board on a plane kind of look at me out the window uh sort of posts but um yeah it's it's a good platform i guess for for that but i think in some respects there is a lot of emulation going around yeah um i actually get several people sending me pictures of other people's work um which is obviously very flattering and very nice and uh you know insanely weird as well but you know, f- someone copying the color border that you know is, and it's the same tone, or it's you know, like, I can't cl- like, crack, like take fucking whatever for yeah. these small things. Yeah, I can't it's take. It's tone. all my. Yeah, it's of that course is my it's not, border. Like, if you didn't know, yeah, <laughs> color borders have been around you know, <laughs> since someone could put a piece of wood around a picture you know like i can't obviously claim it's my idea but but yeah it's quite funny how because there is that so such a quick immediacy about stuff it's so much quicker for people to emulate you know like if back in the day when everyone's shooting editorials you're shooting it like months and months in advance then it's coming out months and after that and you know the by the time someone's looking at this in a magazine in a shop or whatever at home they're six months behind, and now it's seconds behind. You know, yeah. there's, it's such a quick thing from publishing to, you know, actually someone else could actually look at it and kind of think, oh, wow, this is good. And so movements, I think, will happen quicker, or there'll be kind of less of a movement. There'll just be lots of fragments of people emulating lots of different stuff. You know, it's not like... Back in the day in the sort of '60s where people were punks and they'll dress like that and they'll you know listen to certain music there's yeah. such a fragmentation of so much stuff now that everyone has such an eclectic views on everything yeah. I think yeah it's quite it's quite a weird one for social media to just sponge up all of this stuff that's do you let that kind of
1: sort of now 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 approach to, to sort of making art or content or whatever it is that you've been either commissioned or you're looking to do affect your process
2: um no i really try not to uh but you know like i've got one of the business accounts and it tells you like What's your most yeah. liked thing? And you're you like, what? This long. Yeah, you're like, what? The dead sunflowers <laughs> are not the most liked thing. Yeah. Like, what? Do fuck best you us. Are. <laughs> 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 This is the. This is the image. <laughs> I like this one. Yeah yeah. 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 But then you think, well, you know, what was that recent Instagram thing? It was like they wanted to beat oh, Kendall Jenner with the egg. Well, yes. Yeah, you the know, egg. people like eggs. People like cats and dogs on Instagram. You know, it's. They're great, sure. But, you know, I don't think if you want to really have your own style and you really want to navigate it, don't look at that. Don't listen to people's opinions. Like, find out for yourself, like, what you want to do. Like, I think there's that whole element that you can kind of, you can emulate someone so quickly now that, Mm. but like, what's the point? Like, it's about finding what you want to do and how you want to, stuff and how you want to photograph stuff like you're only you know sort of making yourself look worse by yeah. doing that and yeah sure you know i was copying everyone under the sun when i was uh trying to do a certain style like learn a certain style in fact i was sitting next to a photographer from my agency in um in a christmas dinner and i was like jess Oh my god! It's so nice to finally meet you. Like I've been copying your work for like years, <laughs> like for literally did. like ten years. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I was like, you know what? Like I just could never beat you. You were yeah, always, you were always so much more further on than I was. And it's true. And it's completely true. She signed to the agency way before me. Like her work and uh, work with Anna Lomax, like. It was amazing. Well, it is amazing. It was amazing. It <laughs> is amazing. And it still is amazing. That that was a slip of the tongue. But for me, I was like, I can't keep doing this. I'm not going to have a, my own career. Like, yeah. and I was like, do I really even care? Like, they're nailing this stuff. So, so, yeah, that's when I started to try and really try and change my own. Do you think it's a
1: process work. you had to go through to get to where you are now, though?
2: Yeah, I think so, yeah. I've always, I've had lots of phases and stuff. I've always kind of, yeah, just kind of... Oh, But it's learning, you know? Like, I don't really feel like I've quite nailed the thing I'm doing right now, you know?
0: What mountains are there still to climb on this journey? (laughs) What can Uh, we expect?
2: Yeah, I'd quite like to start um, rolling in theories with a lot of stuff. I think the exhibition's going to be, yeah... There's going to be. I, I kind of don't really want to talk about it too much because it's not right, quite it's not right. well. It's quite not <laughs> okay. formed yet, so okay. I don't want to say all I'm right. going to do something and then don't. Uh, which is yeah, quite. Bad when we find out too. we're going to leak it. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was kind of thinking the other day about how um, everyone has different aff- afflictions in different ways. Like you can have different character traits from certain things that have happened to you as a child, or whatever you know. And we're all sort of adults with baggage that kind of have had all sorts of different stuff. And I think the main underlining point is be accepting to lots of different people's things. And, you know, whatever, whoever they are, you know, it's fine. And we should be better together. You know, it's... That sounds really cheesy, don't it? (laughs) But I just, yeah, there's something about afflictions and kind of different personal traits that, you know, it's quite, quite an interesting one that I sort of navigating mm. yeah. Dunno. Something something along those lines. Um is it, yeah. is it um so at this point now where
1: you are where you, you have your style, you have your process down, you're sort of comfortable not emulating or kind of trying to sort of replicate mm. work that you've sort of seen or inspirations that you've you've had. Mm. Is it is it creatively fulfilling?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, everything's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, sometimes I do have to kind of pinch myself, you yeah. know, because it's, uh, I mean, I I take pictures Yeah, for a living. Yeah, like, your ideas are out there and people are... That's weird, isn't it? It's like, Mad. click a button. For, in fact, I remember my brother, I want him to listen to this, actually. I remember my <laughs> brother being like, what are you going to uni to learn how to click a button for? I'm like, I remember at the time thinking, you're a knob. But I couldn't answer. Like, I couldn't actually say. Like, I was like, "Well, obviously, it's more than that. It's obviously like the theory behind it all. It's actually just doing it. It's keeping involved with it. Like, it's something that interests me. I don't know if it's gonna be an actual job. I mean, yeah. I mean, I could end up just being a builder. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, but um, yeah, I've, uh, yeah. It's it's great. It's a great job. I, yeah. I should definitely." definitely yeah happy with it all <laughs> yeah, it's uh but yeah i don't know it's it's just a s- quite a strange job when someone's picks you to go to another country to shoot a campaign for a brand you know and you're like was there no one in new york <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. Like, but then no you one, like you've, well, you you you've got a no one visa now it's <laughs> like you know you, it says yeah, it's like really <laughs> <understand. laughs> yes <yeah. laughs> um but yeah, it's a very privileged job. Mm. It comes with its um, its own pains and its own struggles, mm. mainly being knackering, being back-to-back. Yeah. Time like, zones. Yeah, time How zones. How are they? Uh, good, yeah. Again, like, you think, oh, God, this guy flies around the world. <laughs> uh, you know, God, it can't be that bad. But it it's becomes a job, I guess, in some yeah. respects. A very personal job, a job that you put a lot into that is, a lot of it's a you know from your soul mm. it's from your inner self and people are judging it and and pointing at it and liking it or not liking it <laughs> and being vocal uh, about not liking yeah. it or liking it yeah yeah um what,
1: what do you reckon like what's what's the advice for for like these kind of so you've got this sort of new next wave of creatives coming through with you know with millennials and you got like the Gen Zs and all this kind of whatever the yeah. ab- next advertising yeah. generation you, X. See, what what are they? How how do you think they're going to go down this process or how are they going to sort of evolve as mm. a creative? Now you've got effectively just a very small world mm. that you can you can see inspiration from mm. from anywhere. Mm. You had a very sort of specific group mm. of creatives that you were sort of kind of finding inspiration from how what do you think they're kind of...
2: i mean i would personally say the thing that i've been doing for the last couple of years that I probably should have kept doing uh from college or whatever of you know do your own research make your own sketchbooks like pull your own sources of information like Watch films, watch books. Like it's the age old thing. Like yeah. you know, it's the thing that your lecturers used to say to you. It's the thing that you hear. And you know, was at a talk at the Saraband, Tim Walker, and Molly Goddard. They were talking about sketchbooks, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I don't yeah, make yeah. sketchbooks." Like started doing that. It's like it's amazing. Like it's mm-hmm. it's cathartic. It's getting the ideas of the cloud in your head down on paper. It's about having different reference points and processes and learning stuff. But fundamentally, do your own thing. Mm. Read your own books, read your own find your own different source material. Cause the weirder and the, the more interesting you are, the better that your referencing will be. And when you're in a certain scenario, it might not be tomorrow, but it might be ten years' time or whatever. Someone could be like Wow, this really reminds me of such and such. And you're like, well, yes, that book that, you know, and you can go into it and you can talk about your own your own experiences of that reference point. You know, because you've yeah. made a whole sketchbook yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yes, be clever and navigate around what's happening in the industry, but don't take it too literal. Like some of the best photographers that I know. Are doing stuff that's completely different. And it's about seeing something in a way that you've never seen before. So, certainly don't emulate something because, well, you're just doing something that's already yeah. been seen. So, yeah, it's about about doing something original. Mm. Oh, man. Straight under the line. That's it. Just be original. Be, be easy. original. Easy as that. Put that on a plaque. You're going to have that like, yeah.
0: frames from David Abraham's be original. Mm. (laughs) All right, I mean, I think we're at the stage where we're gonna round up this first episode. I think we're gonna get in a bit of a tradition of rounding it off around three questions. So the questions we have, drum roll, no, no drum rolls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is, so far to this point, your proudest moment, the biggest myth, and your mention? Whatever you want to mention, whatever you want to shout out on this medium that we have here. Whew.
2: Proudest moment. Thus far. Doing it. Doing all of it. Doing all of the stuff. Um,
0: if you could see the grin right now, you'd know he's... He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's it. living it.
2: Well, I didn't I didn't really want to say this, but I remember when I was uh, in primary school, uh, the teacher once telling me, because I couldn't read one of the books, she told me off and said naughty boys like you will end up in prison and it's like how dark is that yeah like, how that's, dark is that's that a lot to take on yeah <laughs> i think there's like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. this is a Cheers. primary <laughs> school kid yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, i'm yeah. like yeah. you're a dinner we'll mention lady the name like, yeah, yeah. you're a dinner lady like <laughs> this is not great career advice no like, you carry that around <laughs> like, as a
0: small adolescent yeah, take that with you, you no know. <laughs>
2: it's, it's kind of crazy isn't it um so i think yeah, in some respects, just doing it. Just making it actually happen. Like, I've crafted. I've really grafted. Quite tired already. I'm 31, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just making it happen, really, I think. I think that's my, my proudest moment.
0: Okay, myth?
2: Uh, film versus digital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I say this a lot. It's like asking a builder what's his favorite tool. Like, a screwdriver or a hammer, like two different things you know like it's it's sort of crazy i like i've over the last couple of years started to really get into film and it's uh, it's quite good fun and um just really enjoying film and being in the dark rooms and could i use film for every project no it's not the right tool for certain stuff and yeah. it certainly has a nice aesthetic but for me it's it's just a tool i can make film look like digital, I can make digital look like film. It's actually just to do with how sharp it is. <laughs> that's the trick. Turn the sharpening off. Turn the sharpening off digital. It looks like film. Everyone's like, wow, it really looks like film. Like, yeah, it's just not sharp as hell. Like, it's, it's not grating your eyeballs. Like, um, but that's what film's like, you know, it's so yeah. soft and so delicate. Mm. It's like it has such a nice feeling about it but if you make it sharp it looks like digital <laughs> if you scan it in and sh- may sharpen it, sharp it up it, yeah, it looks like digital so.
0: there you go a peek behind some of the wizardry <laughs> david abraham <laughs> uses on these images okay and for the last one honorable mention just a shout out a i don't know what what whatever you want
2: space uh don't know oh. <laughs> but like i said i don't know to all of these um yeah, I don't know, just all of the people that have helped me, I guess. Like
0: that's a nice one. That's a good, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, like, like, nice round off. Yeah.
2: You know, there's been several people that has helped me along the way that yeah, that has either pushed me from one job to another client to another client or people who have helped me at uni or before uni at school, you know. I think um there's always there's been a few people that have always said, you know you're going to do something really well, just keep going, don't worry about it. So if it's not my mum's friend or a school teacher or, uh, yeah, there's just been quite a lot of people. All right,
1: so then lastly, how can people who are listening find your work?
2: Instagram, I guess. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I guess Instagram, uh, it's David Abelhams. Underscore Abelhams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really funny when people are like, hey, you're David Abrahams? I'm like, "Abraham." <laughs> 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 it was a joke. <laughs> now it's now gone, gone too Abrahams. long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess Instagram, because I probably post on that more. But I guess if you want a f- bit more of a feeling of what I like, maybe my website partly because I can't update it quick enough. But I feel like it's a, maybe an edit that would encapsulate what I kind of do quite a lot. And then if you really want to keep up with the, the work, there's my agency as well, uh, East Photographic, or East Co, East.co. Um Yeah, and they also show me my work. But yes, my exhibition as well. I'm going to do an exhibition, so... Okay. Hold tight. Said it would be a birthday present to myself, so it would be June-ish. Perfect. Can't wait.
0: David, thanks for dropping by. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you.
1: <laughs> thanks. Music was created by Hugh Fitzgibbon, and our sound engineering was Ryan White. Thanks for tuning in.